make me sound like a maiden of the sphere. Like my voice is too high to be a maiden. So make it make it sound like, you know, more fully or something. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome to Barside Chats. I'm Brian the Gleeman. And I'm Matt the Innkeeper. And this is a Wheel of Time podcast from the Dusty Wheel. Barside Chats has reached a special milestone, fan mail. One particularly exuberant fan wrote us an email to ask us a specific question that they wanted us to talk about. They listened to our Essential Parent episode, and you should go check that one out if you haven't already. And a question struck them with such veracity that they had no choice but to immediately contact us and give us a piece of their mind. So today we're going to talk about Perrin and Fail and Gaul. And here to do that with me is, of course, my good friend Matt. How's it going, Matt? Awesome. We haven't done a what if kind of a show. So thank you, fan and fan mail. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to this one. And also joining us is Grace, a huge fan of the Wheel of Time and such a fan of that IEL that she goes by at Bane underscore Chiad on Twitter. Welcome to the show, Grace. Thanks. It's great to be here. Awesome. So our fan's name is Aiden, and he wrote in a question that I thought was worth talking about. If you recall our episode on Essential Perrin, one of the things we discussed was potentially cutting the Fayil rescue at Malden and concentrating on most of Perrin's efforts in the two rivers. But Aiden asks, what if we cut out Fayil altogether? Here's what he wrote. What if Fayil was removed completely from the story, but Gaul and Perrin ended up developing a romance? I think it could accomplish all of the important parent development elements that he gets from Fayil, and it would be a huge nod to modern love if we had a major character in a same-sex relationship. Plus, Gaul and Perrin are already in such a bromance that I think their chemistry already really lends itself to this. So, Grace, why don't you kick us off? What do you think? What do you think about cutting Fayil altogether and having Perrin and Gaul be, uh, be lovers? I have a lot of mixed feelings about this. Uh, there's a part of me that really likes the idea of Gaul and Perrin getting together. I am all for more queer representation in the books and maybe in the TV show coming up as well. It makes sense. I think Aiden's comment about the fact that they're already in a bromance, you know, it seems the logical next step for them to maybe become lovers. I think Gaul has a lot to offer Perrin in terms of support, um, friendship, you know, helping him you know, protect him during the last battle. You know, he adds an element of humor, which is nice too. I think I can't reconcile the fact that Fail offers him so much more just because of where she's coming from. You know, her, her royalty, her upbringing, she helps him learn how to be a leader. She helps him accept the fact that he's a leader. And I don't know that Gaul could do that in the same way. I think Gaul is a leader. He leads, I think he's the leader of the Stone Dogs. Um, so he knows how to do that. And I think he could certainly support Perrin building confidence. But I think that Fail just, you know, the whole opposites attract thing. I think she's so fiery and passionate and Perrin is just so, you know, cautious, slow and patient. And I think they make a good couple. I know a lot of people, this might be very controversial to say, because a lot of people really don't like Fayil. They don't like the parent-Fayil relationship. They don't like the Malden plot. And I think I'd be fine cutting the Malden plot. But I think that 
Um, you know, they start off so young and immature and, you know, doing really stupid stuff that young people do in relationships. And then they grow into this really like great um, team in a way, you know, the way they support each other and kind of complement each other. And, you know, the, the anniversary picnic that they have is just really, I think, one of the most romantic scenes in the whole series. And I would hate to cut that. I mean, I think you could, you could do that with Gaul. You could add things like that. You could, you know, play up his fieriness maybe, but it just, it's already there. So why do we need to change it? What do you think a Gaul parent picnic would look like? Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, I had no idea, first of all, that Grace came on the show to convince me that Perrin and Fail were a great relationship. <laughs> what is like, Not a great this relationship. This is a different show. <laughs> I wouldn't say... No, no. It's, but like a, a greatly written relationship. Like they're not... It's not... I don't think any of us should be aspiring to be them as a couple, especially early on. But I do think it's... That's just, totally fair. You know, it's real. It's it's real. Like I, I'm kind of... You know, I think back to how I behaved at that age in relationships and there's a lot of cringeworthy stuff, you know? <laughs> so I think, um, you know, it's real to me and it's, it's really, what happens to them is really beautiful. Yeah, that's, and that's totally fair. Uh, you know, I, my wife and I met when we were really young and then we dated when we were 18 and got married when we were 21. So uh, yes, cringeworthy. <laughs> you know, I have lots of that stuff that I can call back upon, which is not great. But, uh, and what I like that you pointed out that I don't really dig into much, honestly, is that this relationship is could be vital uh, to parents' growth. I often look at Fail as uh, not a not a throwaway character, but someone that without whom we could still get Perrin at the end, where he needs to be for that final battle. And not not to, not to revisit the essential Perrin episode, but uh, you you started making a case there, and all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe okay, because I was kind of getting into this idea of Gaul Perrin. That could be a fun uh, twist. Again, uh, but yeah, there is something. There is something about the the Fael Perrin, you know, uh, whether or not it's a, a cliche of the opposites attract. It it's well written and it does happen, and we've experienced it before, <laughs> you know, in life. So, and that's not the case of Gaul and Perrin. You know, they're like we said. They're yeah, sure. There are some kind of I'm gonna call them opposites, but there are things that. Uh, strengths that each of the one doesn't have, the other one does. But uh, I, I definitely see that that friendship as really interesting, just as a friendship. But I want to pose a different question. Then, what if we didn't get rid of Fail? But what if we we flopped those a little bit? Perrin and Fail were like best friends, <laughs> and so you you have a relationship with Gall. But Fail is still there advising Perrin. And like she's a really good friend and she can still teach him, but the relationship side is with Gaul. How about that? Thanks, Brian. I don't know that I would buy I don't know that I would believe that Perrin would be friends with Fail. She's so annoying. And I don't think he would have stayed with her if he wasn't attracted to her and totally blinded by his love for her. Um, and he put up a lot of really bad behavior um, for a long time. And I don't think he, you know, it's kind of like with your family, like you, you love them, but you don't necessarily like them. And I, th I think 
for Perrin, he loves her and he overlooks some of that stuff. But if they were just going to be friends, I don't think he would like and respect her at the beginning. And also for a book or a TV show, you want to have some drama, right? I think to draw people in. And I think Fayil is like the young and dumb relationship you have where you meet the person at the bar and you're like, oh, this is the most amazing person I ever met. And then you realize it's actually terrible and there's a million <laughs> red flags. But Gaul is like, you know, the, the more mature relationship, you know, the steady person, um, the secure person doesn't play games is, you know, always there for you. And that's lovely, but it's boring, you know, for, for, for a movie or TV show. <laughs> Isn't there enough like drama in the series that having somebody who's actually in a stable, loving relationship would be refreshing and not boring? <laughs> No. Maybe. <laughs> I just don't think, that is funny. I think I'm so focused on, I want this show to be successful. So, I, I mean, I don't know if this, if Aiden was asking about the show or the books, but I think for the show, you're not going to draw people in with, with that. Um, I think, I think Fayil, and again, I'm going to get controversial here, but I think Fayil has the potential to be like a fan favorite character. She's really badass. Her arc. Wow, her, that's a hot take. I know, I know. <laughs> but her, her arc is really interesting. And again, I don't think she's not the character I like the most. She's difficult to like. But, you know, her, I know, Matt, earlier you were talking about, should we just, you know, you had thought about cutting her entirely. And even on her own, even if she wasn't with Perrin, I think her story is really interesting. You know, how it starts with the horn and ends with the horn. It's just really cool what happens with her and how she matures from this really selfish person to really selfless at the end when, you know, she was going to, she fully expected to have to kill herself at the end. Or when she gave the horn to Oliver, I mean, the, her whole life, she wanted, she wanted to find the horn. She finally had it and she gave it up and then, you know, created this distraction and kind of sacrificed herself. Um, you know, I, I just think that's really an interesting arc that happens with her. And it would be, I would be sad if they got rid of Fail. Well, that's an interesting point. I think for the show, they certainly could change her story. In, in other words, the things that people are, you know, dislike most, maybe leave those in because again, that's, that'll kind of create this dramatic character that will cause, you know, as I say, you know, film, people that write film and books, they're so smart because they piss me off. Right. But they don't piss me off enough that I walk away. But I'm, I'm just like, you, no one does that. You don't, you know, and I'm sitting here. Of course, they're putting me in a situation where no one does a thing because they want the tension of that. If everyone did the smart thing, it would be really boring. <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you pick up the gun and then you shoot the person so they can't come back and kill you. Well, that's smart. Uh, but leaving the gun with the person so they can shoot you, that's dumb. Everyone does. Everyone writes the leave the gun with the person, right? It's so, you know, I, I do wonder with Fayil how much they will change. But to this point about Gaul and Perrin, you know, potentially being a boring relationship, you know, I guess it just comes down to, yeah, I mean, why would you then change, if this makes sense, change, taking Fayil out, using gall and creating a relationship there and then somehow changing that relationship to add more drama to it would just not make any sense at all. <laughs> I'd just be like, why not just leave, leave Fayil there in the first place, Brian? So if that's the case, do you think, Brian, do you think gall and Perrin are too boring to be interesting at a relationship level for a, like a TV show? Well, maybe, but let's imagine that we completely cut Fayil, Okay. 
you know, Grace mentioned earlier uh, how like one of the things that Fayol brings to the table is knowledge about leadership, knowledge about being royalty, passion, and and you know, a sort of a fiery temper to counteract his calm, methodical approach. Are there other people in Perrin's orbit that can do that, right? And I think the answer might be yes, you know, because you've got Barry Lane, for example, who is she's certainly not shy, she's certainly not cold and methodical. Um, you've got Tam Althor, who's very clearly a leader in the Andorran army before the whole series starts. Um, I mean, you've got people around Perrin who can fill the gaps that Fayo leaves behind. She's almost redundant in many ways to the people around her. Really, the people around her are, in the books are redundant to her. But, you know, if is Gaul too boring? Well, I mean, maybe. But again, you can still have the drama of, you know, Gaul getting in trouble and Perrin having to rescue him, you know, through the wolf dream, you know, like... Gaul is, a, you know, a, an amazing fighter, um, but can he defend against the dream? You know, that's that, that could be his weakness, you know. And so Perrin does have to go into Teleron Riyadh to to rescue him uh, in, in the same way that he had to do for Fayil. Um, so I don't think necessarily that the fact that they don't have that personal romance, romantic tension is problematic. I think you could have a perfectly happy relationship with each other and still be putting in putting themselves in danger and uh and then there can be other small things i think that, that could make that happen so you know with that in mind like the point of fail that grace mentioned earlier is to draw perrin out of his shell turn him into a leader the question is can not necessarily can gall do that but can the other people around him also pick up that slack do we really need fail to do that or can other people do it well, so I mean, like you brought up, for example, Berlin. You know, uh, yes, uh, yes. In that situation, you'd have to put them in a place where they were stuck together, and he had to kind of learn from her leadership. So you'd still have to have a plot of sorts, which, you know, if <laughs> you know, what, I don't know, it's Gaul was taking Gaishane, or you know, it's like he, he needs to rescue him. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense. Uh, so. You know, what would you do? What would you have Perrin? You have to kind of create a plot to to then have Berlain play the role that Fail already played to I don't know, it would be it would be a lot of work, I think, to an additional kind of plot devices to put people in situations. Although I mean I guess you can have Berlain somehow want or be involved in the two rivers. I don't know. He, you'd have to I'm sure writers. I mean Berlain's motivations don't have to change. She can still be totally into Perrin. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I've I've seen people mention that they should cut Fayil and just replace her with Baralane. I'm not a fan of that idea. I don't really like Baralane's character. I think if they merged them together, maybe it would work. Um, but and, and a lot of the reason I don't like her is because of her bullying Fayil and you know the way she inserts herself between them. And I think that that is problematic. But I guess if you made them into one character, could could work yes brian to your question is yes you can but should we i mean I, I, you can change anything in the plot itself and find some other way to kind of create the same effect but uh is is that something worth you know swapping uh these two individuals from a romantic perspective and are these the ones i mean to aiden's question you know, he was bringing up from a representation standpoint, kind of modernizing some of these relationships. Um, you know, 
and there seemed like there are probably easier targets for that in the in the series, I would think. But this is certainly one of them. And I'm not denying it's not a target where you could do something like that. Because as you well know, I don't really particularly care for Fael too much. Uh, so this one for me is easier to say, sure, why not? But I guess... Uh, I, Yes. Wait till we do essential Fayil and you'll change your mind. <laughs> I know. That's what will happen, right? Every time. That's what you do. We need to do essential Fayil so I will care about Fayil uh, as a person. <laughs> Actually, Grace has done a great job of that already. Now I'm like, ah, oh, shoot. I can't just say that I don't like Fayil anymore. I have to kind of now hear Grace's words in my ears. Uh, but I don't know. You can't see it, but Grace just did a fist pump. Like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very yeah, proud so, of that. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. This is a relationship that would work that way. Uh, and I and you can, it just depends on how you want to represent it. You know, is it some type of self-discovery, you know, just an, un, he's not aware of this uh, attraction early on. It starts off and it's kind of, you know, or, or is it something that he knows and he's aware of and that is, you know, and so does that change Perrin's character at all? And I don't think it would, but do you do either of you see any reason why having him uh, already maybe have had uh, relationships like that, uh, having you know uh, a relationship maybe in the Two Rivers or Evans Field, that could be interesting. You know, bring him into a relationship where he is already you know attracted to someone in town, and so you know that and it's almost modernizing or bringing that to uh, Evans Field a bit instead of having it be outside of this this community. I don't know. What do you what do you think about? Like, Perrin potentially having a same-sex relationship in the two rivers before he meets Call. Again, I'm really torn on this. I, I mean, I'm part of the queer community myself, and I really want there to be representation in the show, but I don't know that it has to be Perrin. I, I know a lot of people, again, will be in the queer community will be mad at me for this because people are big fans of what they call Stone Wolf, which is Gall and Perrin together. Um, and it would be hot, honestly, you know, it would, there's a name yeah, for it. Wolf. Hashtag well, why did we start off with it? I didn't even know that's where <laughs> I didn't. We should, I know. We should, I should yeah. that stone, I, stone wolf. Cause he's a stone dog. Yes. And parents exactly. a wolf. Uh, nice. Oh. Yeah. Stone wolf. Yeah. Well, yeah. now we know. know. Thank, okay. thank you, Grace, for sharing, but <laughs> that, that's awesome. So, okay. Sorry to no, interrupt. That was just very I'm interesting. So thank you. I'm excited about talking about Fayil that I completely skipped over that. And it is important to remember that. Uh, so yeah, so Stonewolf, I, I think, you know, it would be interesting, it would, you know, but I think what I'm trying to say is, I don't know that the queer representation has to be parent. I know, I've heard this from Lesbian Nerdy, I think it was originally said on Cool Story podcast, that parent's story is sort of queer coded already, um, in the terms of him coming to accept himself uh, as a wolf brother and how he fights that and tries to hide it and is afraid, you know, of what that means for him and how people will treat him. And so that's already something a lot of queer people go through as they come out. And often the process of coming out is happens over and over and over again throughout life. Um, you know, so you see parents struggling with that. And I, I kind of like it as a metaphor in that way. I, I kind of think it's beautiful um, as it is. And when I think about people watch TV show, you know, part of it is so much nowadays is how people react to it on social media and people shipping people and, you know, wanting a character to be gay or lesbian or trans and, but they're not actually. And so is it, is it important to give them what they want like all the time or is it, 
exciting to make them want it and talk about it and stay connected with the show because, you know, they have this headcanon going on. I almost think Gall and Perrin would be better as a really amazing, sensitive bromance where people are desperate for them to get together and shipping them all over the place online, but it doesn't actually really happen. It's almost like the show is kind of dangling this in front of you, um, but it doesn't happen. So you brought up a couple of things which I wanted to ask about. In this sense, because uh, I don't I don't know if these are like the wrong way to approach these in television when it comes to queer relationships. Would you not want them to... Uh, for there to potentially to be something there. In other words, uh, have it be a situation where Perrin does feel something for maybe Gaul, and he feels something for Fail, And there is some kind of discovery that's going on there in his sense of his, his you know, whatever his feelings for both these individuals. And, and leave it maybe, this is where I'm wondering, it, leaving it open to interpretation, but I know maybe that's the wrong way to, again, I don't know if that's the wrong way to approach it, but I like the idea that maybe they're the, somewhere in the middle here where he's exploring both of these relationships. Yeah, I like that idea too. And um, it makes me think of Starboy that we just watched this weekend with Barney Harris and how it wasn't about him being a trans person. It was about him exploring that and, and discovering that and trying to understand what it meant. And I actually really like the idea of leaving it open-ended and not just, you know, tokenizing someone or, you know, okay, this is the gay character. This is, you know, I, I, I like it. The idea of it being part of his story and his discovery of himself and his identity, um, because I think that's, that's so real. It's, never like, oh yeah, this is exactly who I am and I'm perfectly fine with it. And I know that I feel this way all the time. And I, I think that would be really nice. By representation, I, I think that's great. I think yeah. sometimes by people get overlooked. Um, so I, I, I love the idea. Sir, why not both? He'd be with Fahil yeah, and exactly. <laughs> there we go. Well, I mean, I think Perrin to me of all of them does you know, having some fluidity there would make sense. Yeah. And I, I, in fact, I, I of all the characters, I think he's the most, I think that is in the books. And in other words, I think it's there. And I think you can make a case for it already existing. Uh, so I, I would not have any problem. Like, as in, I think it would be something really natural for them to include is that, uh, like you said, there's, there's some discovery uh, going on with him between these relationships and maybe even something that everyone around Perrin is understanding, you know, maybe Fahil is recognizing this and Gaul's recognizing this, you know, you could have some interesting relationship dynamics and discussions that come to play with everything else that's going on around them. Because let's be honest that to me, that's at least one of the things with the wheel of time is like, you have all these like little micro moments of relationships and you're like, the world's ending. Why are you guys talking about this? <laughs> but it's important. Yeah, that's like the normal thing. Right? The world about. might be ending, but you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's about the people in that way. And so I, I think that is, I I am absolutely one hundred percent in favor of that uh, that choice if they made it from a writing standpoint for the show itself, and yeah, Brian, are you have you been pulled to either side of this argument? Where are you at now? No, I I think one one of the questions that this brought up for me that everything Grace mentioned just brought up for me is like, what if what if Perrin was bisexual and he was attracted to both Gaul and Fael? What what are the repercussions of that? Because like I think we've established so far that the two of you don't want to cut Fayil 
the from the from the parent relationship of I think it might be fun, but but you guys don't want to. Um, so if if we don't do that, we keep Fayel, but we add Gaul to the mix. What does that change? Does that change anything dramatically? You know, like does Fayel hate Gaul now, um, or does she totally into it? Uh, is what happens with Bane and Shiad and Gaul and their relationship, and and how does that work? Uh, so there's all kinds of interesting interesting dynamics. Here. So let's let's assume that they do go that way. Then they do they do make it where at least at at the very least in the show it's ambiguous. What does that change in the story, or can you think of any repercussions of that? I can't, which is why I think it really works. In other words, I think Fayil's, I I think it could add uh, some complexity to some of their arguments, uh, some of the things that maybe they're subconsciously not, or the things they're not telling each other, or the things they think they sense about something going on, but they're not saying, and that that leads to additional kind of frustrations and with each other. Uh, so yeah, I don't I don't see how it would affect the plot one bit. Like it wouldn't change anyone's story arc other than just, you know, adding a really interesting um, dimension to, you know, human life and, and parents' life itself. I don't know. Yeah, I can't think of any anything that would really be affected if that was the case. I think it could add some depth to Fayil's growth, you know, being able to accept this about Perrin and to work on her jealousy and possessiveness. Although I do think a lot of that is, unfair because half the time parents just smelling it on her and she's not even saying anything about it um but i but i think that could be that could add an interesting layer to that well damn i thought that might have been an interesting question um <laughs> you're like no you're like they agree on this no, we can't always have genius ideas in both side chats one, one thing i do think about a lot is i feel like we would lose something uh, or we would lose an opportunity if Gall and Perrin got together in a sexual romantic way. I think we'd lose the chance to portray a really healthy uh, male friendship um, among two men who are incredibly powerful and strong and they're fighters, um, you know, and yet to have them have this sweet and sensitive, humorous, kind relationship, you know, where they share feelings and, I think that's that's a great opportunity to show whatever the opposite of toxic masculinity is. I think that would be really nice um, to have and to not to not make it have to mean that they're gay, because then I think that that would be implying that, you know, only gay men can have that sensitive type of relationship. That's definitely fair. I, I was thinking of Matt and Talman's as um, while we while we were talking a little earlier. Uh, and I was going to bring that up because if if we were to eliminate Perrin and Gaul as a healthy bromance, um, I think you still have Matt and Talman's at the very least. It's important to have those relationships where two men are in a healthy friendship. And they, can, they can share each other's like specifically Gaul and Perrin. They can share each other's feelings like they talk about sensitive subjects, right? Like Gaul does it in the coded ideal way of like, you know, um, I need to, you know, I, I care about Bane and Shiad, but I'm not, you know, I'm not going to like come out and say that. I'm going to say it in my coded IO way. And, and Perrin is very much like, I love Fayo, I need to help her. Um, where if you look at like Matt and Talman's, like they're not, they don't really do that. They just drink together and have a great time. They're more like best buds than, than you know, any kind of, there's no, not really any t- tension there. Let's go back to Perrin and Gaul. Let's say that we do cut Fayo completely. Her relationship to Perrin 
is is no longer a thing how fundamentally does that change his story arc well you you certainly could set up parent as having much more failure early on um you know instead of that he has all these like wonderful mentors that like you know and, and he succeeds over here and then he just grows his leader you could uh you could show some you know significant failures um you know and without her and that you could just kind of grow a different side of leadership and and the kind of learning what this is like to lead people into battle and and be looked upon for these type of decisions and not have someone there that has those skills and is actually mentoring him in so i think you could take that and and not have a character of one of our main five that is ends up in a relationship and because all of them do right so you could have a character that's like doesn't have a relationship and and i'm sure there are many people out there would would love to see a character that's main character that's not just okay they had to couple up and that that somehow brings all meaning to their lives and you know makes them you know or brings them to an end point so i actually think it would add it would make it a different story parent story different but i don't think it would be a bad story so i guess that's the third the third option is we cut Fail. He doesn't fall in love with that. He and Gaul do not get a romance, and they're just still buddies. And he just doesn't have Fail. Is that better or worse or the same as the other options? <laughs> Come on, Grace. Which one would you pick of these? Uh, and, and it's tough. Maybe like lay that out, right? So the storyline as it is, the storyline with uh, Fail and Gaul, uh, or the storyline without Fail. Or the storyline without Fail and make it Perrin and Gaul. So you have four options, I guess, there. Which one would you lean on here? And this, this is purely my opinion, but I would go with the storyline with Fail and Gaul. Okay. I don't think it's necessarily better than the other options. I think we've found a way to make it work with each of them. And I think there's different opportunities for representation with all of them. But my personal preference would be to keep both of them. Keep both of them and have a have a relationship, uh, you know, whatever a discovery relationship with parent uh, with both of them. Is that right? Yeah. Like have some kind yeah, of on relationship. Some level. W- yeah, yeah. On some level. Okay. Yeah, I like that too. But and, and the reason I like it is because it is additive. It adds more to the story. It doesn't remove anything from the story. I mean, the the main thing that it removes is Bane and Shayad's relationship with Gaul and his relationship with them. But you could you could tweak it slightly and make them like sisters, or you know they some other reason together. for them to uh, for just, him to care so much about them. They, yeah, they can just, just be together. together. <laughs> they don't need gall. They're happy with each other. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm probably there too. I think after all this discussion ending, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love the idea of taking Fail out and having Perrin go through these experiences himself and actually changing it up a little bit. You know. Uh, I, I I hate the whole like succeed 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 thing that I continue like par- you ran first time he meets the Shamael succeeds the second time he meets the Shamael succeeds the third time he meets Shamael he succeeds uh, you know it, it there is a certain nature of I would like to see the book embrace more failure as a teacher and uh, so it wouldn't bother me at all if they dropped Fail and took Perrin a different route to get to the end from a leadership perspective and how he learns those lessons. But All right. I got one more scenario. Okay. And then, and then we'll, <laughs> we'll wrap this up. The scenario is we've got Fail. She sticks around, but then she actually dies. The, the Shido actually kill her. 
and then Perrin goes running to Gaul for comfort <laughs> and <laughs> love and and you know that way we all we're this is another win-win scenario Fael dies because we all hate her and we get a Gaul and Perrin relationship no I think I, I, I think we could do it but we should have it happen at the end I don't want her to die Alden I want her to still have the horn plot line uh but then she could be dead under that pile of rubble at the end and then you know, Perrin and Gaul have just been through this really intense, you know, dream world experience together with Landseer. And then, you know, they come out of it and they, you know, like the end of the movie Speed, where, you know, they've been through this trauma together and then they just fall into <laughs> each other's arms and, you know, live happily ever I got after. It. So you want, you want Stone, Stone Wolf will be the very end of the series. Yeah, you that's going to be Everyone like... Everyone can the, ship them at the, the very epilogue. end. Yeah, <laughs> fans will finally get what they wanted. <laughs> Love it. Love it. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Minimal changes to the story too. It's just a different a different happily ever after than we got before. It would be the very last scene of the show is Perrin and Gaul together. <laughs> I like that we all ended up with basically, you know, adding more than Robert Jordan did to to that relationship or, or a bit more to it. Um so but still leaving everything intact. Look at us. We could have cut everything. We didn't. We... <laughs> All right. Well, let's just leave it there. And we have essentially decided that the best outcome for Perrin is that he probably has a an attraction to both Gaul and Fael on the show or something to make it just a little bit more complex, a little bit more nuanced. There's maybe a development story back there where he's just kind of discovering himself and kind of going like, what is this feeling? How is this going? And maybe he eventually settles on Fayil because that's how the story goes. But there could always be some tension there that feels like that's what we decided on. And like a, a, it adds more complexity to the story than just a straight binary, you know, man, woman, the thing. <laughs> man, woman, blah thing. Man, woman, thing. Yeah. Right? Right? All right. Yeah. All right. Well, let's just leave it there then. Uh, thank you, Aiden, for the question. That was a really great conversation. Thank you, Grace, for joining us. It was a blast to have you yeah, on the show. Yeah, absolutely. It was really fun. Thanks for having me. We'll have to have you back for sure. And Matt, it was great to have you on the show as well. Yeah. For whatever you heard me say, I'm I'm sure I was right. So. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's it for now. Thank you for listening to Barside Chats. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts or tell a friend about us. We'd love to have more listeners. That's it for now. We'll see you next time at the Barside. Gaul is a fantastic fighter. Swords, knives, whatever. No swords. Whatever weapon you use. Swords. Not, swords. Yeah. not right. swords. Leave not that swords. in there. Right. Don't take that out, Brian. Swords. I'm taking it out. <laughs> Barside Chats is a Dusty Wheel production, jointly hosted by Brian the Gleeman and Matt the Innkeeper. If you would like to support this podcast, please leave us a review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, or you may email us at podcast at thedustywheel.com.